you just abandon any precaution. You know, folks, something could happen here, and if it does, so what? Hey, friends. Welcome to Nathan for Us, a Nathan for You podcast. My name is Kelly. And hi, I'm Megan. Today, we are on to Season 2, Episode 7 of Nathan for You. This is Taxi Service slash Hot Dog Stand. And I believe we have covered both of these types of businesses at least one time before. Yeah, so I, when I clicked on it and I opened up the app, I immediately skipped to the next episode because I was like, oh no, we've already done this. <laughs> and then I went back and was like, no, wait, that was just a different taxi company and a different hot dog stand. And I completely forgot that there was a second one of each of these. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I, I totally forgot as well. And I think this whole episode until I started watching it, like, I guess I might have mushed the other ones together. I have no clue. Because I remember stuff that happened in this vividly, but I guess I yeah. just kind of... Yeah, I think there's a few specific moments that really stand out. But, you know, ultimately in the rankings, we will find out which hot dog stand and which taxi company Ooh. reigns supreme. Wow. Well, spoiler alert. Uh, this, Teaser. This, this hot dog stand one is very fun, so... Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know how it would go in the ranking because the business idea itself <laughs> was poor but the side character yeah the so memes. good yeah the memes yes so first of all i do want to say apologies this episode is coming out late it is my fault kind of um i got into a car accident and got a concussion so i like couldn't look at computers for a while but luckily feeling better so we're here to record hopefully i don't just like forget what we're talking about halfway through if you're upset that our episode didn't come out <laughs> after that very reasonable reason that it was late how dare you D dm me i'll fight you <laughs> yes shout out to the guy who rear-ended me <laughs> don't think he's a listener that would be wild <laughs> that would be so weird it's <laughs> like oh thanks thanks for the shout out but All it right. is how to get mentioned on the podcast offhand. <laughs> Just get it. <laughs> Please don't hunt us down. <laughs> Wait, I take all of this back. <laughs> I was messaging another podcaster because last week I was on the Renap mailbag. Two weeks ago, I don't remember. I feel I'm like that possibly needs some context. Yes. So Robin Akiva need a podcast. They sometimes they record episodes where they just talk about the mailbag, which is listener-submitted ideas. And I was on that part of the episode a couple weeks ago. And I hadn't heard the first half of the episode where they actually were using a listener-submitted idea and going through it. So when I actually got into this car accident, I was listening to RAANAP. And I messaged Akiva after, and I was like, the only thing more embarrassing would have been getting into this car accident and me having been listening to the mailbag where I am the guest. I would have had to, I don't know, I would have yeeted myself off the planet. Like, I would have been so embarrassed. <laughs> You're so hip for using the word yeeted. <laughs> That's a lot taken away from this. But I will say, um, I am very, like, mindful when I get into a car, which, like, now I'm always in the car alone. 
but sometimes people used to be in the car with me of like making sure that my podcast is not on because it connects <laughs> automatically and starts playing. <laughs> that's all. I thought, I thought you were going to say something else. I was like, and? I feel like that's fair. And I also am very cognizant when you're like going through a drive through or something, depending on what I'm listening to. Like sometimes I listen to Case File True Crime, mm-hmm. which has like this very pleasant sounding Australian man who goes through different and very brutal true crime cases and murders. And he'll be like, and then he slit her throat. And I'm like sitting in the Starbucks drive through like, oh, I hope they can't hear that. Apologies. It's a little dark. (laughs) Anyways, on to the episode. Taxi company. (laughs) Taxi company. So Andy OC Cab is the company that we are talking about today. And the problem that they're facing is that Uber is messing up cabs big time, according to Andy Frischian, who is the owner. So, you know, rideshare programs, they're really screwing with the little guy. And Andy says that they're taking a lot of business from taxi companies. So Nathan has a plan, as he always does. Okay, so basically Nathan's idea for this company is that to get more attention, they're going to offer free rides to pregnant women. And the whole plan with that is that eventually there will be a woman who gives birth in the cab, which will become a huge news story by offering the free rides. Then they're just increasing their likelihood that someone will be giving birth in the cab. So they're going to run this promotion until someone, you know, someone pops out a baby in the back. And uh, that's the big plan to get them in the news. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen a taxi company in the news for someone giving birth in the cab, nor has, nor do I think that that would motivate me to book them offhand. Um, if anything, I'd wonder, is that taxi cab as clean as I would like it to be? Yeah, I feel like I'd also be nervous, like, do they have a weird, like, fetish about, like, pregnant women? And that's why they're like, hey, you can ride in the cab for free. Like, it would certainly bring up some questions. Oh, how they go about finding the women, yes. Yeah, I thought you meant reading the news story. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> Does this taxi company have a pregnant woman <laughs> fetish? But something else that stuck out to me is a lot of the time the businesses, you know, some of them are struggling, some of them are doing well. Um, but the struggling businesses seem like they're, they're still okay. They're looking for new ideas. Andy seems so sad and is yeah. genuinely like, I am broke. And I was like, Nathan take this a little bit more seriously he's like struggling and i was a little sad yeah and we do see andy you know later on in future seasons but it it is a real problem too like when this episode came out that was when a lot of the big like uber legislation was going on so it was it was a huge issue for a while and still is like i mean i haven't taken a taxi and i don't even know how long also, with COVID, I don't True. Uber or taxi anywhere. I mean, yeah. I mainly didn't before, but I used to at least go out sometimes and would need to grab one. Now it's like everyone's just staying home. There's nowhere to go. So it must be must be a disaster. Yeah, for sure. I think they must have probably like pivoted to food delivery or something. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I could think of. So, okay, I had a question for you, actually. This is something that I noticed. For whatever reason, Nathan seems very perky talking to Andy. Like, he seems a lot more upbeat or, like, energetic than he normally does when he's talking to these business owners. 
I didn't notice he was particularly perky. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> That's the word that I chose to use in my notes. <laughs> um, I, okay, maybe this would help. The music was like very on point for this episode. Oh, yes. So I mainly remember this for the second half of the episode, but maybe the music is upbeat, which helped lead you to thinking Nathan was particularly perky. Maybe. I don't know. I was just getting flashbacks of him in the V-neck speaking oh. with his hands a lot. Whoa. And uh, that the puka shell necklace that he wore when he got made over. So yeah. It's having, having flashbacks of that. So... Nathan approaches a yoga center that has prenatal classes, and he's basically like, hey, I'm working with – hey, Cam. I'm working with Andy OC Taxi, and they're going to be offering free rides to pregnant women, but only pregnant women in their third trimester or later. <laughs> this sounds so sketchy. I don't know why this woman agrees to it. I feel like I thought of it in a very positive way because when the woman asked, like, why third trimester, I feel like you could easily say, you know – we want to be a supportive environment. If a woman is nervous about being close to when she needs to go to the hospital, we have trained staff who are also going to be riding in the cab. We want to support our community. Like there's a way you can talk yourself out of that. And I feel like it's very reasonable or like very kind sounding, but he's just like, oh, that's for like our internal marketing strategy. Yeah. <laughs> it's very <laughs> sketchy. Yeah. It's yeah, it's not great. So Nathan essentially is going to head out with one of the taxi cab drivers, Armin, and they're going to see if they are able to find a pregnant customer to bring into the cab. And he asks Armin an interesting question, which is, does Armin have any secrets? And he's honest. He says yes, that he does have secrets. So good on Armin for not lying. We have an honest yeah. taxi driver. But he says they're bad secrets. Well, I mean, would you keep a good secret? Does anybody hide good things? Yeah, like you're going to get it. You're going to propose to your significant other. That's a good secret. I think our friend group would have all preferred it if Colin gave us a heads up. Because we would have all been so excited. That's and we, we would have kept a secret. No one would have told you. I think you would have kept the secret. I think we is a strong word. I don't know if all of our friends would have kept the secret. Imagine how awful they would feel if they gave it away or how mad Colin would be if, if one of us gave it away intentionally. Like that'd fair. be that's like a real bad thing to, to give fair. up. But I guess that's I guess that could be a nice secret. But that's such yeah. a temporary secret because it gets discovered so soon. Long-term secrets are always bad, right? I, I think there's some good. You can have good what's a good long term secret? I can't think of one like off the cuff, <laughs> but I'm sure they exist. If you have a good long term secret, you're not interested in being a secret anymore. <laughs> Kindly DM us. Yeah. the The only thing I could think of is if you won the lottery and you didn't want people to know. Oh, yeah, that's a great secret. Yeah, but like, how often does that happen? On, like, Hannah Montana, you know, she was keeping the good secret that she was secretly Hannah Montana. I feel like there's some good secrets out there. Okay. Hannah Montana is <laughs> not <laughs> the worst secret. Maybe Armin is secretly a pop star, <laughs> has a long blonde wig, is just gets, pretending it's bad. <laughs> he gets the best of both worlds. Yeah. 
So they are driving around and they are able to find a pregnant woman that they're going to give a ride to. So she's 37 weeks pregnant. So she's extremely pregnant. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Nathan realizes, oh, you know, maybe it's not great for a woman to give birth in the backseat of the car. And Nathan <laughs> correctly starts to panic about the possibility of being in the car while someone is having a baby. Yeah, I mean, he knows, like, okay, Armin's driving, so he would have to be the one to, like, follow whatever directions paramedics would be giving him on the phone, right? I think you would just drive her to the hospital. I think they would panic and bail. Because let's say she's in the car and is about to give birth. She would say, hey, take me to the hospital. Do they say, no, we'd really prefer it if you gave birth in this cab. We we really want the news headline. (laughs) Well, yeah, we'll we'll see later that giving birth in a cab doesn't seem to be anyone's dream. So Nathan kind of says, okay, instead of doing this whole scheme where we're going to pick up pregnant woman, I am instead going to find a hybrid, or sorry, a hatchback taxi, because that kind of looks like a hospital birthing table, have sterile conditions, and have a medical professional actually come in to deliver the baby because that's going to be even more headline worthy. So he puts out an ad on Craigslist seeking pregnant women that have not yet made a birth plan. So this did cause us to Google how expensive is it to give birth in America? (laughs) Because I was like, why would anyone agree to this? It does say free, but we found quite the range and I truly do not know the answer. I saw some places that said, 5000 to 30000 so I have no idea. So yeah. if you're in America and gave birth to a child and are comfortable telling us how much it cost you, let yeah. us know. This is like really out of our element because, yes. Uh, as For so been many reasons. <laughs> so many times. We live in Canada where there's free health care. So, I mean, as also neither of us have had children, but I imagine you just like roll up to the hospital and but you're like, you hey, did work a baby. at a you did work at a fertility clinic, so you might have a little bit more knowledge. So the thing with the fertility clinic is we didn't actually deliver the babies. Like our job was to get people pregnant, and then we only followed them up to 14 weeks. Man, I'd be so curious. Ooh, are you allowed to like spill any secrets about it? Because you told me one thing that was like very, <laughs> very alarming. Oh, I there's think- just a certain questionnaire that you had to fill out and maybe if you just let people know what questions were on this form yes i think my favorite story which i don't believe i've mentioned on the podcast but it's possible i have um and this i'm gonna say this without giving out anyone's medical information so i think this is probably fine but there was a couple (laughs) who came in and they were obviously as anyone coming in to a fertility clinic they were having fertility issues so there's a questionnaire that everyone has to fill out that has like your basic medical information. And this particular couple, it usually asks like how many times per week do you have intercourse? They wrote that they have never had intercourse because the woman is a virgin. Okay, whoa, that's not that's <laughs> not the story I was thinking of. I don't think I've ever heard that. Yeah. And Man. and I I got the form and I looked at it and I was like I'm not a doctor, (laughs) but I can advise you (laughs) that probably the best way to get pregnant 
in my mind is to try and have sex, right? Like, whoa, that's how that works. (laughs) Were they like, wow, this is advice we weren't expecting? Oh, I did not say anything to them. I just like treated them like a normal couple. I brought it into the doctor. I was like, you treated them like a normal couple. I was like, (laughs) I, I, could barely keep a straight face because were you there so... when the doctor let them know the news i told i was like you're gonna want to look at this and he was like what like he was like why did these people get referred here it was wild i have no clue what happened in their consultation i think they only came in for the um one consult i don't think they came back so hopefully well, they, they went I home think... and had, they boned and had a baby i don't know yeah i feel like they got all the advice that they needed yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had some really weird stuff go on there. But yeah, I think the other story that I had told Megan was that there was um, a couple who were first cousins. Yep. 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 That's the story that yeah. I remember. This other one is way more wild, though. Or is it? Or am I just desensitized? Because I remember you telling me the story. They're both pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of weird stuff that went on there, but it was a, a fun place to work. The one doctor that I worked for also was like a part-time pilot. So like he was just oh, the most interesting guy. Wait. In my mind, I immediately went, oh, pirate, and then went, no, she said pilot. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, it was it was a thought process that I went through. I was like, pirate, sweet, no, pilot. <laughs> he rolls up to the office like, our matey. He sails <laughs> up to the office. <laughs> oh, my God. Where were we? <laughs> so, yes. So, babies. Um, so, essentially, Nathan comes up with this new plan where everything's going to be sterile. It's going to be super safe. They're not going to have someone giving birth literally while they're driving them somewhere anymore. So, they put up the Craigslist ad and a woman named Shantae is the one who responds and she's seven months pregnant. So, Nathan kind of Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. But I think we need to go back to when Nathan tells Andy their new plan. Oh, yes. So Um, that's a great point. So upon realizing the fact that they probably shouldn't have someone actually give birth in their car, Nathan goes back to Andy to bring him up to speed. And Nathan emphasizes that for him, safety is number one. And he's concerned because it seems like Andy only sees dollar signs in his eyes. Yes. But um, Andy assures him that dollar signs are only in one of his eyes and safety is in the other. But then as we discuss, it kind of turns into, no, there's a baby sign in one of his eyes and there's a dollar sign in the other eye. So uh, Nathan wants to confirm, like, what does this baby look like? Oh, it looks small. The baby's cute. It has a smile. <laughs> and this has been enough to reassure Nathan that they can proceed because safety comes first and they're both on the same page. Yes. Safety first, baby second. Yes. So now with this new plan set into motion, Nathan is able to rent out a warehouse, which is going to be close to Shantae's house. So he's kind of like, okay, I'm going to bring a taxi here. He sets it up as the birthing vehicle would be set. And he kind of is like, okay, I'm going to bring Shantae in. I'm going to show her everything. She's going to be so impressed. So he also reaches out to a midwife because he realizes he's going to need to have someone there who can actually deliver the baby. He meets up with this midwife. Turns out she's actually a student midwife, but she does seem to know her stuff. and. You know, part of how we know that is because Nathan also brings in a licensed obstetrician 
who is Dr. Manzer S. Karashi, who's going to come in and make sure that Kim, the midwife, is actually qualified to handle the birth. A wild chain of events happens so quickly here. (laughs) A lot goes down. And probably the best part of the scene is obviously the fact that Nathan thinks that the doctor needs to dress up like um, a mechanic. And, you know, he needs to act like a mechanic would, which means being from Brooklyn and seeming less like a doctor because apparently... Um, he gave off the aura of a doctor too much. Yes. I don't know. It was a it was a weird chain of events. Yes. So, he he wants him to put on like his average Joe kind accent, of accent, which <laughs> which was weird. I like also could not tell what they were going for. Like they were trying to do Brooklyn. Like I don't know if possibly Doctor Karashi has never met someone from Brooklyn. He sounded like he was doing a Boston thing. It was it was a lot. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the best accent, but essentially Nathan doesn't want the midwife to know that she's getting quizzed because he doesn't want to offend her. So he wants Dr. Karashi in disguise to go in and and get the answers to make sure she's qualified without actually letting her in on that. But they could have just had him stay, no? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I feel like there were so many, there were so many ways to make this plan work. So easily. I feel like the convincing would have been pretty pretty seamless if, like, a few small changes. Yeah, if they were like, we have an actual doctor here. <laughs> Maybe Dr. Karashi was like, I literally cannot. Like, this might be against um, what he's allowed to do, like, based on the board and stuff. I assume his license might get taken away if he willingly birthed a child in a warehouse. I also think that they cut off a lot of what he said. Oh, like, yeah. there's a part where I'm like, you know what? He said a lot more than what they're showing. Yeah. So he goes in, he asks the questions, the midwife passes, and then he goes and he kind of kicks a tire and says, well, (laughs) I've checked the car and then walks out where he and Nathan have a little powwow. And he says, you know what? For the average birth, this is a fine setup because the average birth happens on its own naturally and there's not as much you need to do. And that's the only part we hear from him. And I suspect that there was a but (laughs) and a part that explains if it's not an average one, this could be pretty bad. Yeah. And I'm putting words into someone's mouth, but I'm really, really feeling like that's what what happened. (laughs) My favorite part is, so he's quizzing her and he says, man, I'm from Brooklyn. I'd rather have a pizza. And then he says, I don't know about that, but what what happens if she needs one of those epidural things? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't know anything about childbirth. Um, oh, do you know what an epidural is? Yeah, doesn't isn't it a needle that goes into your spine to make you feel numb? Yeah, so it's essentially just, yeah, the numbing agent that they would give you. Yeah, that sounds uh, good and and spooky. I mean, I also am very on the on the train of like... I want the epidural as soon as possible. Like, I'm not like a, hey, like, let's do a natural birth. Like, no, No. I'm the opposite of that. I'm like, hello, I would like you to drug me up as much as possible, please. If I remember this, you have not put enough drugs into my system. Yeah, I don't remember pooping on the table. Like, I just want it to. Oh, you know, there's some things I intentionally try to, like, be uneducated on, admittedly, and this is one of them. (laughs) 
Birthing. Where just any opportunity to learn more about it, I like nope the other way. And I'm like, too spooky for me. Thank you very much. I think it's something if I learned more about it, I just like just wouldn't be able to to comprehend. Like it would be the spookiest nine months ever. I just couldn't handle it. So we get through all of this. You know, it seems like a good setup. We have the sterile car with the gurney. We have Kim the midwife. I mean, sterile with an asterisk because (laughs) the person sanitizing the environment, we see kind of sweeping just the dusty ground. He just kind of swept the ground. (laughs) And that was all. It is still a warehouse. I can like exactly picture what this smells like. You know? Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's got that musty warehouse smell. But so... Nathan brings Shantae over to the warehouse, and he needs to see what her thoughts are. And uh, she is not impressed, and neither is her boyfriend, Damien. I mean, I feel like they could have talked them into it. I really do. And I think the biggest issue is the fact that they were in a warehouse, right? If, like, if the floor was even... You know, just like a nice finish. The walls were white. There was better lighting. They put some curtains up around the taxi. Like, to be honest, they could make it look a little more like a hospital room. And my assumption is that at some point along the way, someone was like, Nathan, like, we can't actually do this. It's like not a good idea. Because like, he kind of dismisses it really quick. And especially when Andy says, you know, we can find someone else or, you know, go back to um, giving pregnant people free rides, things like that. Like, he's not up for trying anything. Yeah, I I assume maybe, like, Comedy Central's legal team was like, hey, we don't want someone to give birth in our our show or on our show because it's, like, a huge liability. Mm -hmm. I also am not a lawyer. (laughs) I have not had children. (laughs) I do not live in America, and I'm not a lawyer. (laughs) These are the things you've established today. Um, but I, I assume that's probably part of the reason why this kind of fell through. Yeah. So Shantae is not interested. Her, her and her boyfriend decide, you know, it's not quite the setup we were hoping for. It's not exactly how we pictured it. Um, and Nathan says, well, you know, why don't we talk to the person who is most important in this process and who it would affect the most? Let's go talk to Andy. And she's like, oh, <laughs> so he gives andy the floor to try to talk them into staying yeah it it doesn't go so good andy really tries his best you know he's like i had a sign in my cab and i never got to use it when your baby comes out the first thing they're gonna see is that sign that says you are cute (laughs) which will help with their development and damien and shantae are like no it's just not going to happen. Andy keeps, like, begging them. Honestly, it's a little sad that he he begs them a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I mainly just fall bad for Andy. Um, because, you know, like, their business really was struggling. And it would have been nice if they did a goofy idea, but one that they could actually, like, follow through on. Like, it'd be nice if they still got into a newspaper or, like, there are some businesses that he works with where it's like, oh, you know what, that was really funny. But also kind of successful. I, I wished a little bit more for him. Also, the sign's really funny. The sign is really funny. And I like what Nathan says at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the baby the, sign. The baby sign was gone from Andy's eyes. And it was 
replaced with another dollar sign. Yeah. And then Nathan is like, when he's telling Andy to give it a rest, he's like, you know what? I just don't think we see eye to eye as human beings. And I was like, oh. Yeah. If someone said that to me, (laughs) that, that would hurt. That's a zinger. And it's weird because they, they're still friends. Like, we see Andy in a yeah. later episode, mm-hmm. so. Um, but update on Andy OC Taxi Company. So, it is closed, but I did find Andy on Twitter, and it looks like he is maybe running a new taxi so- service called Best Taxi Cab Service. Um, their website is a little bit outdated, and their email is an at yahoo.com address so i'm not quite sure how up to date this is i also did get on to reddit of course and someone had said around two years ago that andy is now an uber driver which would be a wild twist of events yeah i mean i it's kind of a losing battle unfortunately but i hope he's doing well um i'm sad their business is closed but yeah it's a funny guy yeah, he yeah, brought us some guy. great moments in this episode. I hope he has a sign in his cab that says you are cute you're for right. everyone to see. And just in case. Just in case. You're he's, not feeling cute that day. He's still waiting. His trunk's just full of towels. Oh my god. <laughs> that would make me so nervous. <laughs> yeah, that would not be good. Oh, I actually did a ride share. So um my boyfriend and I were going to school like three and a half hours apart. And so I randomly started a rideshare group on Facebook that, you know, no big deal, got kind of popular. But <laughs> <laughs> it was between those locations because we would uh, we didn't have a car and we were ridesharing to each other every other weekend. And one of the times, the person that drove me uh, back to Waterloo, like I was the only one in the ride. He had a minivan. And when he opened up the trunk for me to put my stuff in it, there were like all these coolers, like multiple coolers. And I was like, ha ha. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. And I was kind of like, you know, Connor, maybe just take a photo of the license plate. (laughs) And it turns out he had a hot dog stand and he would go up to Waterloo because there's a really nice market there, St. Jacob's. Yeah. And he would get all of his sausages there and then he'd bring them back down and sell them in Kingston. And so it was like, it turned out to be a very fun story, but you know, it's not <laughs> what you want to see when you're hopping into a car with a stranger. Yeah. It's just a little bit unnerving. I think like an excessive amount of any one item getting into a car is just a lot a of towels. A lot of towels would be concerning. Yeah. Tape, plastic. <laughs> yeah. Like a tarp. Yeah. I, don't think I guess just basic weapons would not be great either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but be way more spooked if there are towels. Yeah, just a, not a good vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we move on to our hot dog stand. And wow. Yes. Pink's, what a segment. Pink's hot dogs. Nothing says success like a line down the block is what we hear from Nathan about I mean, LA's Pink's hot dogs. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. We, yeah. We've we discussed at length that we hate lines. We're not line yeah. people. Yeah. Again, we used to be line people That was when, when we were drunker. Yeah. <laughs> we were drunker then. Um, but Pink's owners, Gloria and Richard Pink, 
are always looking to step things up. So even though they're successful, they wanted to be on the show because they're always looking for ways to improve. And while they're doing this interview, they're standing behind one of those pictures with the faces cut out and you can stick your faces through. So there's a family of hot dogs and they start as the adult hot dogs during their interview and then they move down to the child size hot dogs. And this is a lot, right? (laughs) This is a lot. These people are a lot. There's a lot that these people do in this episode that I'm like, <laughs> wow. Wow. I, <laughs> I I don't know if you noticed that Gloria has a hot dog wallet. Gloria and Richard are perfect <laughs> for each other. They are all about their brand. They are super into it. They're always wearing pink. Gloria has a necklace that says pink. The hot dog wallet, I mean. <laughs> Iconic. I mean... To their credit, they're doing very well. Yes. But they are. Pink says a Wikipedia page. Whoa. Okay. That's very exciting. But they are like all about their brand. Yeah. Yeah. They're very well branded. I don't know if there's anything I'm that enthusiastic about, which maybe just (laughs) makes me sad as a person. I wish I loved something that much. It is a lot. And hot dogs are just like an average food. Am I right? Like, they're okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I think we kind of discussed this. Like, veggie hot dogs are especially not very good. Oh, no. They're very bad. So, I guess, like, a normal hot dog, if you get, like, a nice artisanal one, I guess those are pretty tasty. But, yeah. Oh. I I don't know. I saw an interview. If you saw what uh, Grimes eats in a day, she's very pro hot dog. Oh, she eats a lot of hot dogs. Well, she was a vegan, and then while she was pregnant, she was eating meat again but she's very pro hot dog because it uses all the waste bits from animals so she thinks it's very sustainable which i never thought of it that way yeah i mean good for her i guess (laughs) (laughs) so in order to come up with an idea for pinks nathan decides to go undercover and explore what it would be like to be a customer. And to do so, he wears his normal attire, but then puts on a motorcycle helmet and stands in in line. Yes, and what he discovers is that they could be losing a few dollars because people sometimes don't want to pull over due to the long line. So his suggestion is, we're going to have a new rule, which basically says customers who don't want to wait in line You know, line cutting is allowed, but only if you're in a hurry. And he has developed five rules to really hammer down, you know, what is a reason that you can cut in line. So those rules are if you're going to a job interview, a funeral, a doctor's appointment, you need to pick up your kid from school, or if you are an air traffic controller going to work. And you're late for work. Oh, sorry. Yes, you're late for work. Very specific. So should we break down each of these reasons and decide if this is a reasonable enough thing to cut in line for? Yeah. Okay. Let's – do we want to start with job interview? Sure. I personally don't think this is a great reason. I don't know. Like, you schedule a job interview in advance, you know? I'm going to say it's a good enough reason. It's something you cannot be late for. And also you want to eat before you go. I had a job interview for my previous job where I didn't eat before going and I was really expecting it to maybe be half an hour. I was there talking for over two hours and I legitimately thought I was going to pass out. 
I was like biting my lower lip to like keep it together. I was so hungry and I was just like feeling so sick. And the guy that interviewed me and like I worked there for two years. So I got the job and and it ended up staying. But he was like talking about Game of Thrones and like we were past the interview part and he's like talking about random stuff. And I'm like, I can't be the one to end the interview because I'm the one getting interviewed. So I was like, I have to keep talking until he lets me leave. And I felt so sick. Oh, my God. (laughs) So it's traumatic. I just feel like a lot of times, especially because a lot of people when they're interviewing, they have jobs or like you're, you're doing something with your time. It's not like you're free all the time. So I feel like normally you're rushing to a job interview. Maybe that's just me where it's like, okay, you have to go right after work or something like that. And so like you, for all people wondering, eat before you go to a job interview, because you never know how long it'll take. No one tells you how long the interview is going to be. So you could get stuck there for a long time. So I think, okay, let me, let me throw something out to you. Okay. A hot dog before a job interview does not seem like a good food because there's like a high likelihood of spillage. You know, the condiments Mm. might fall off onto your shirt or in your lap or something. Maybe you go no condiment. No, a plain dog. (laughs) A raw dog. (laughs) (laughs) No, you want a raw dog before your interview? Are you kidding me? I don't. So, are these reasons why you should be allowed to skip? in front of someone in a hot dog line or skip the line in general? Because I guess if it's... I don't think you should be eating a hot dog before an interview. I think this is the (laughs) wrong choice if you're going to a job interview. Like, hot dogs, maybe... I have a very, very strong sense of smell. So this might be a meat problem. Breck alert. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it's kind of my superpower. Hot dogs have a pretty strong, like hot dog water (laughs) smell oh do they (laughs) i don't know how to elaborate further on this um now i think okay should the person going to a job interview just go to a drive-thru yes Yes. but for whatever reason they decided (laughs) i need to stop at pink's hot dog and maybe they know in advance oh i already know i can skip the line here on my way to this interview and I can squeeze it in. That's fair. I think if it, yeah, if it's well advertised, you know, beyond just the sign and like they already know like, okay, I'll be able to skip at Pink's, then sure. Okay. So have we agreed that job interview is an all right reason to get a, to get a dog? No, I still think you should not <laughs> get a hot dog. I'm still on the no hot dog train, Wait, but that's fine. Are we, we don't have to agree. To our- Okay, so we're not collectively deciding yes or no? Yeah, I don't think we need to. Oh, dang. I think we can just discuss, you know? Okay, well, I think you should. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what's next? Funeral. Uh, I'm down with... Okay, I think I'm down with the funeral. You know, you you can't be late to a funeral. Similar issue with the job interview. Now, maybe they they have food. food. Yeah. Yeah. So I think because funerals have food... But you you probably shouldn't be in line at the hot dog stand before a funeral. It is kind of a weird move to be like, I'm so sad. You know, death is so sad. Death is so sad. And then you're standing in line for a hot dog. It is kind of a weird vibe. 
But what if the person who you're going to their funeral was a big hot dog eater or like Pink's fan? And this is like your tribute to them. I think if you have that, you've set aside enough time because you're well aware of the line there. Fair. But I'm like medium on the funeral. You know, I could be swayed to know. Okay. I shall sway you to know. Okay. <laughs> Doctor's appointment. Uh, I do think it's something that you want to eat before. Yeah. Um, I don't know what time it could be at. And I guess unless you know exactly what you're doing at the doctor's office, which most people do. Um, yeah. You should have around a time estimate for how long it'll be. Whereas job interview, like you don't know how long you're going to stay there. Um, funeral, I mean, we agreed that there's normally food at a funeral, which makes this part irrelevant. Um, but you don't know how long you have to stay. Yeah, I definitely have been at like specifically like specialist appointments where I thought like, oh, this will be fine. I'll just like go in, like see the specialist. It'll be like an hour tops. I went to see a cardiologist and I was there for four hours. Oh my God. Horrible. I was just sitting there and I was starving and I have no clue why it took so long, but I just got like stuck in this office for ages. When I finally saw the cardiologist, he was just like, oh, like, Haha, <laughs> sorry. Like, he was so flippant about it. I was like, sorry, I've been here for four hours. This is oh my God. ridiculous. Okay, yours is clearly worse. But the last time I went to the doctor, I was like in the waiting room. And I I asked, I was like, oh, like, my appointment was like 20 minutes ago. Because like, there was no one at the front desk. And then someone walking by that, that worked there was like, oh, do you mind checking on this for me? And he went to like their section. And he was just like, oh, yeah, no one's there. They must be out to lunch. I'm like, why did they make an appointment for now then? Like, I didn't randomly show up. Like, you told me what time to be here. So that was kind of annoying. So I think we'll say, yes, doctor's appointment's fine. Yeah, unless you're like, you have an illness where you shouldn't be around people. Like, if you have like the flu or something, yeah, don't go wait in line with a bunch of people. You know what? I think I've changed my mind because, uh, no, I think... Because doctor's appointment, you cannot always pick the time. You're normally just dictated a time. It's okay. I think things where you can decide the time on, you shouldn't be allowed. But because like doctor's appointment, you're just like given a random time, you can do that. Picking your kid up from school. No. (laughs) No. You can't skip the line. You know exactly what time your kid gets picked up every day. Also, you shouldn't be eating dinner at like three in the afternoon. What is it? Five o'clock yeah. at most if they have practice. You should be having dinner with your kids, not sneaking hot dogs first. That is a weird move to be like, oh, I need to stop for food. Like, yeah, I think school usually ends at like, what, three, three thirty, yeah. maybe. It's like three o'clock, at least here. But if you have like a practice or something after school, maybe you're done at five. Yeah, we don't we don't allow cutting for picking your kids up from school. Sorry. I think also a big part of it is you know every single day what time you'd be picking your kids up from school. So you could just consistently go to Pink's anytime on your way to pick them up and be like, hey, I already know I can skip the line. So this yeah. isn't like a one time, oh, there's something special, but I'm really hungry. I have to go. This is like you can forever skip the line because you can just line it up with when you have to go get your kids from school anyway. Yeah. Cheating the system and we don't Abuse of power. Yeah. We know how Nathan treats that later on. So. Yeah. Air traffic controller 
late for work. Okay. This one, I'm a little bit lenient on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this will happen like never. Just let them have the hot dog. Yeah, and also, no one likes being on a flight that's delayed. Yeah. I don't know how Mm -hmm. many times it's because the air traffic controller specifically (laughs) is waiting in line for food. (laughs) Yeah, waiting in line for hot dog. But I'm all for anything that helps flights happen on time. Because nobody likes sitting in the airport. Do you think that being able to skip the line would encourage them to be late more often? I don't think so, because, like, Pink's is in downtown LA, and I believe LAX is not very close to the downtown core anyway, so I doubt that they're- My really name's LA. LA. I'm from LAX. <laughs> my name's LA, and my album is called LAX. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I, I don't think that they're, like, super close to each other, so I doubt that this would happen very frequently. And Nathan uh, asks a pilot in line, and the pilot's like, you know what? I'm not an air traffic controller. He's like, but I am a pilot. And Nathan's like, nope. (laughs) Yeah. And I think he wasn't working that day too. Yeah. But yeah, that one we'll let go. So which ones did we not agree with? It's just picking your kids up from school. You don't get a, you don't get to cut the line. Yeah. We don't like that one. I feel like this is going to come back to bite us in the ass in like 10 years (laughs) when we're picking our kid up from school and we're waiting in line for food. We'll be like, God damn it. So hungry. (laughs) He's young and naive. (laughs) But the rule is final. Yeah. Pro tip, everyone, just like stash some protein bars in your car or in your purse. And then, you know, when you are hungry, you just got one uh, right next to you. Yeah, I think parents just, like, always have snacks on them. Yeah, I'm not a parent, but I always have snacks ready. I never have snacks. It's so sad. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you should grab some protein bars. Grab some, like, I eat a lot of smart sweets. Those are great. Oh, the gummies? Yeah, but. Can be sponsored if you want. (laughs) Use promo code (laughs) Nathan for us. Oh, my God. That would be an amazing sponsorship, though. I love your candy smart sweets. Okay. Literally anyone. I would take almost any sponsorship. Well, you, we had Shave My Balls or whatever. Oh, yeah. But a company that we think probably messages everyone on Earth. Yes. Wait, did we just promote them? <laughs> we should tell them yes. <laughs> we already mentioned you one time in a totally non-disparaging way. No, we totally have balls that need shaving. <laughs> we can be a... Um, like those who appreciate such things. <laughs> it's like shave my metaphorical balls, you know? Mm. Mm. So Nathan says that it seems like they are getting some new people to stop by. People who maybe weren't going to stop before are now pulling into the pink slot. And there's a couple people who have real reasons. So we meet a guy named Jason who needs to go to a doctor's appointment with Dr. Pia. And they actually phone the doctor's office, uh, which is very funny. I was really expecting them to say, no, we haven't heard of him. Yeah. We have someone who's going to a a funeral for their friend Connie. Um, And then we see kind of the star, I would say. Oh, absolutely a star. Our friend Jonathan. So he was a customer that Nathan had met in line He claimed to have a doctor's appointment that he had forgotten about. Nathan tried to confirm. Jonathan couldn't give him any info, couldn't call the doctor's office or anything. 
but he was very adamant that he needed to go at 3 p.m. So Nathan let him cut in line anyway. But 45 minutes later, Jonathan is still sitting at a table taking his time. Yeah. Yeah. He could have done a better job with the lie pretty easily. Just like take your hot dog to go that day. And he has a car. It was a weird move. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing. Eating in your car is the best. And he wasn't like with anyone either. So it's not like he was like talking to a friend or perhaps he had been and we just didn't see it. I don't know. But it looked like he was just hanging out on his phone. Yeah. Which, like, relatable. True. I mean, mm-hmm. I also kill 45 minutes doing that very easily. But so Nathan decides, well, I'm going to follow this guy. And I'm going to tail him and see if he actually goes to a doctor's appointment. And we find out Jonathan, in fact, was not going to a doctor's appointment. Jonathan was going to a movie. So Jonathan's a very bold person, though. I think we recently discussed, would you go to a restaurant alone? Would you go to a movie alone? And I think some people have a bit of a stigma against that. But Jonathan is bold. He's going to eat lunch by himself and go to a movie by himself. See, I am pro movie going by yourself because it's not like you talk in the movie anyway, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not against it. I'm just like so lazy. I would never like I would just watch a Netflix show or something on my computer at home. Like I'd be too lazy to go do it in short. That's fair. I really like the movies, so I think I would do it. Um, and I, like, have traveled a lot for work. So I probably actually, I can't even remember. There's a high likelihood that I have gone to the movies alone, and I just can't recall right now. But, like, when you travel for work, you have to go everywhere alone, basically. Because, like, if you're the only one going to a location, like, I would go to bars alone a lot and just, like, sit. And sometimes they give you free drinks, which That's is fun. Nice. Yeah. Because um, I know you're going to tip super well if you, like, slide in really sly that you are charging it to the company. Ooh, then they know. Spicy. Yeah. Pro tip, everyone. Now, I don't think we have um, discussed enough Nathan's sneaky driving. Yes. Because this was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, the most he- beautiful sneak I have ever seen. Our friend Brian Wolf, PI himself, would have been proud at this sneak. Um, and the background music was just flawless. Yeah, it was like it a was like movie. yeah, he was like in Mission Impossible, like zooming down the highway, seeing that he goes into a movie theater and then starting his plan to get sweet revenge for Pink's. Yes. So, Nathan goes back to Gloria and is like, "Listen, this is what happened. This guy cut in line and then he didn't actually go to the doctor's appointment. He went to a movie." And He essentially is like, if you guys don't respond, you're going to look weak as a brand. And he asks for permission to take Jonathan on a boat. And then once he's trapped at sea, teach him a lesson that he'll never forget. Get him. Yeah. (laughs) I'd be like, yes, drag his ass to sea. (laughs) I hate cutters, people who cut in line. Cutters, as I call them just now. (laughs) Um, Line cutters. We're serving hot dogs, not free rides, baby. Yeah. That would absolutely piss me off, and I would have said sure if I were Gloria, but that's just me. It's always awkward, just like any situation, like when someone's cutting and you want to be like, "Mm, excuse me, but I don't want to say anything. And so you just kind of go, "Mm," and you look at the people around you being like, I also disagree, and I'm telling you with my eyes, but one of you needs to speak up and not me. Oh, I've said some stuff. 
It's only like a certain level of like, I've had too many drinks and then I get real feisty about people cutting me in line and I will straight up be like, why do you think your time is more important than mine? Ooh. Yeah. I really don't like it. It bothers me. Yeah. I mean, fair. It bothers me too. I I definitely just like give the people around me a like, we all know this is bullshit look. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't think I do it anymore because I think that was more of like an early 20s situation, but there was a woman I went to the post office the other day and she was standing in front of me in line and she like left the line and just like went to go shopping some more. So I kind of like stepped forward because it had been a few minutes. And then, you know, I like kept going with the line. And then when I was near the front, she came back and she like stepped in front of me. And I was like, um, you're like a little old lady and I'm not going to argue with you in like a shopper's drug mart, but like, okay, fine. Yeah. If you leave the line, you You've are giving left. up your spot in the you're line. You're woman. <laughs> yeah, that's, I would be pissed. I was like, it's fine. I didn't have anywhere to be. And also it's like, I don't know. I uh, Arguing in public just, like, I'm never going to be that person who comments on something online and yeah. I'm probably not going to tell you off in person either. <laughs> but, so but maybe. Cut Megan in line. No, don't do that. But I'll, I'll talk shit about you immediately after to my group chat. Yes. You bet your ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's what the group chat's for. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I always do, like, if someone does cut me, like, I do the, like, hey, like, there's a line here. Oh, and, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. usually enough. Yeah, that's fair. Now that we're, like, normal adults who aren't waiting in line at bars. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, that's, a, that's a sweet line. So Richard um, and Gloria do not like this plan at all. And Richard Which, is like, come on, party poopers. Like. Yeah. Like, he's not actually going to murder Jonathan. Like, maybe just a little. He's just going to scare him. He's just going to sink a boat he's on. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Totally not murder. But so Richard escorts uh, Nathan out and they no longer want his help with pinks. But Nathan says, when I make a promise to a business, I'm determined to protect your brand at all costs and I always keep it. So he needs to show Jonathan what happens when you mess with pinks. And luckily, oh, you go ahead. So luckily they had Jonathan's phone number because they needed to get his appearance release. Um, yes. So they gave him a call and they informed him that he was Pink's 10 millionth customer and he has won a lobster lunch for one at sea, which <laughs> is exquisite sounding. <laughs> I feel like lobster lunch for one sounds kind of sad. <laughs> at like, sea. I, at sea is fun. I think I would be under the perception I could eat with like the captain or like, you know, there'd be someone there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are there is. So Nathan docks a boat in the San Pedro Harbor, sends a limo with two hired models. And I noticed he hired a male model and a female model, which I thought was a nice touch to be yeah. like, hey, listen, I don't know what you're into. So I'm gonna hire one of one one woman and one man. Um and Jonathan is so excited about this. It did make he's- me feel a tiny bit bad. Yeah, he's, like, buzzing. He's stoked. When he gets there, basically, they go onto the boat. The boat is, like, all decorated. He gives uh, Jonathan this, like, pink captain's hat, which is very cute. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, they get into some deep conversation as well. So should we go over what Jonathan's personal tagline is, perhaps? Yes, I I think that's such a bold question to ask someone. It's like a job interview question. <laughs> What's your personal tagline? Yeah. So, so you go ahead. So Jonathan says, live life how you want to live it and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Because no one is going to, no one can hurt you. Don't answer to no one. And Nathan's like egging him on, being like, yeah, exactly. Do not answer to nobody. So he's like, you know, pretty excited. And, you know, Nathan says, I'm just so happy that the 10 millionth pink customer turned out to be such a selfless and honest guy. And, oh my goodness, this moment is so iconic. Yes, this is so, so memeable, so famous. One of the funniest moments in all of Nathan for you, applicable to almost any situation. (laughs) Yeah. But Nathan brings up Jonathan to the top deck of the boat, and he sits him down at a little table, and he brings over a platter. And the platter is covered with, like, a silver dome, and he says, or, I hope you're hungry for, and then he pulls off the platter and goes, nothing. (laughs) unreal incredible stunning gorgeous stunning delivery yeah Um, and then drops a curtain (laughs) drops a curtain with four people sitting there staring at jonathan yeah and he says these are the four people that you cut in front of today to get your hot dog (laughs) oh my gosh yeah He's like, you are here today because I I know you didn't have a doctor's appointment. I saw you go into a movie theater. And Jonathan's like, are you serious? And Nathan's like explaining who each of these people are. And he's like, including a nine-year-old girl. Jonathan's like, don't be mad. <laughs> My favorite part is like all of the people sitting there too. Like this is the dream if you're one of those people to get to like yell at this guy. <laughs> I feel like it's you in line. so awkward. <laughs> and they're so mad. The one woman is like literally so upset. The other people are a bit more chill. The one woman with the daughter is like livid. She's like yeah. ready to like let loose on this guy. And I was like, okay, I think, you know, chill, quite frankly. <laughs> I thought she was so funny. She's very she, funny. She's great. Like she understood the assignment. You know, she made him feel pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, she delivered. I'm surprised they didn't use her again. Yeah, she should come back, honestly. Yeah. This was so freaking funny. But yeah, there was a lot of yelling. I mean, what on earth are you going to say? I mean, he does say a little bit. He's like, he's like, I'm truly sorry. I'm really not like that. I'm not a liar. And she's like, why do you? Yeah, she's just like really ripping into him. Being like, we were asked those questions too, and we said no because we're honest. And man, it was, uh, it's rough. It's pretty fun, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. But so, yeah, Jonathan is like mortified, it seems like, probably because he never thought he would get caught. But he also thinks Nathan is like an absolute psycho. He's like, you followed me to see if I was telling the truth. Like, he's like, you're manipulative and crazy. Yeah. And, and like, 
<laughs> not wrong. Yeah. I mean, it'd be hard to not have that impression when you're like, you followed me. Like, do you not have something better to do? And then hired two models to come pick me up in a limo and rented a boat and found the four other people in line. <laughs> like, it's a lot. It's just pretty excessive. <laughs> But so Nathan explains that his original plan was that he was going to take everyone off the boat except for Jonathan, put all those people into a second boat, and then he was going to sink the first boat with Jonathan on it. But uh, Legal said, no, you can't do that. Quite frankly, that would have been so much funnier (laughs) if he was like, okay, everyone get onto the safety boat, and then they leave Jonathan on it, and they're like, okay, now we're sinking the boat. (laughs) Oh my god, just to screw with him. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah but so he has a milder punishment instead which is that milder. He, has, <laughs> he has as a pack of gum a completely normal pack of gum. ordinary pack of gum nothing wrong with this pack of gum jonathan we just need you to take a piece of the gum yes um that's his punishment so jonathan he does it after some back and forth and then It was actually shock chewing gum, and it shocked Jonathan's hand. Got him. Totally got him. I like his reaction as well. He's just like, yeah. "Yeah." I like that. Jonathan was like, I'm not going to do it. And Nathan's like, you have to. You you did something so wrong. And he's like, are you a liar or are you a cool guy? And yeah, yeah, so he forces Jonathan to do it, and Jonathan's like, okay, fine, but I'm not going to look while I do it, and, like, closes his eyes and pulls the gum. And then Nathan kind of, like, lectures him, and is like, one day you could be trapping people on boats like me. And Jonathan's like, I absolutely don't want to be doing that. And quite frankly, he's wrong. That would be super fun. Yeah, this this is a great gig Nathan's got. Yeah, I'd be like, this is essentially everything that I would want to do. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Jonathan, you know, he was a liar in this instance. And Nathan's like, deep down, there's a cool guy. You just let the liar part take over. So there are only two kinds of people in the world, cool guys and liars. Yeah, we should all strive to be cool guys 100% of the time. Should probably add cool guy to our uh, Twitter bios. Oh, yeah. I'm a cool guy. How long of a bio can you have? I truly don't know. I feel like it's probably like 200 characters maybe. I feel like I could fit cool guy. <laughs> Might be actually 100 now that I think about it. Okay, we'll see if it fits. But yeah, that's that's the episode. We do have some fun updates. So like I mentioned, Pinks has a Wikipedia page. Pinks is still super popular. They have like 38,000 followers on Instagram you know, people are still lining up at Pink's. I'm kind of sad, you know, maybe we should have gone to Pink's when we were in LA, but it, it does seem a little bit, you know, we don't want to wait in line. So maybe yeah, not. also you don't eat meat. So <laughs> they might have a veggie dog. I didn't look into their menu, unfortunately, but they do have menu items named after Hollywood celebrities. Ooh, which so- celebrity sounds the tastiest? Well, I'll read you a couple that are listed here. I'll tell you what my order would be. Okay, there's the Martha Stewart dog, which has mustard relish, onions, chopped tomatoes, sauerkraut, bacon, and sour cream. I like that it's Martha Stewart dog, 
It should yeah. have been the Martha Stewart Snoop Dogg. <laughs> missed opportunity. That is a big missed opportunity. There's the Rosie O'Donnell Long Island Dog, which is a 10-inch dog. That sounds pretty big. Top of mustard, onions, chili, and sauerkraut. Um, the Huel Hauser Dog. I don't know who that man is, but I'm very happy for him. A standard chili dog with two of the regular hot dogs on a single bun. Double dog. Double dog with chili on top. Whoa. And then the Aussie Spicy Dog, which is named after Ozzy Osbourne, which has Polish sausage, nacho cheese, American cheese, grilled onions, guacamole, and chopped tomatoes. Oh, definitely that one. I'm yeah, mainly here for the guacamole. Yeah. But, yeah, Pink's Wikipedia page, if you want to read more about it, there's tons of stuff in here. Apparently, there's a location inside LAX. Um, clearly, we should have sought that out. There's one in the forum. There's one in the T-Mobile Arena. So. I bet you that those celebrities have actually been there, and that's why they have things named after them. Because if not, it's such like a random collection of celebrities to name something it is after. A, it is like a weird <laughs> selection to have, but you know. Mm-hmm. Just what it is. Um, I also have some information about our friend Jonathan pulled up. Okay. So is he, he is he a cool guy now or is he a liar? We'll have to find out. But he doesn't have actually too much on his IMDb, which I was surprised about. He was in Shameless in 2013 for like one scene. It looks like um, he was uncredited, so not the most exciting, but. He was in a show that I know you have watched, which is I'm Dying Up Here. Okay. I'm Dying Up Here is one of the best shows I've ever seen. I really, really recommend it to anyone listening. It's so good. I don't remember him being in it. Yeah. I'll have to. Okay. Okay. I'll rewatch it. (laughs) He's like a very minor character. He's in, it looks like episode two. He's the let's make a deal winner's friend. So you have to watch out for him. Okay. But the thing that I most was intrigued by, so just for everyone who's keeping track at home, I am on, it looks like some sort of talent agency's website to find him. Um, And I was able to find that there's like a little box at the bottom and it lists all of the different like skills that he says he has. So I would like to read a few to you. Yes. Okay. Number well, let's one. Let's call bullshit or not on them. I don't even know if I could make up <laughs> ones on the spot. Mm-hmm. Hopscotch. Okay. That's a bold. <laughs> How good at can hopscotch you- do you have to be to put that down? Can you be bad at hopscotch is another question I have. Like, use a bad balance, I guess? I don't know. I've never been asked to perform hopscotch <laughs> at an elite level. Imagine you go to you go to an audition and they're like, "Hey, can you show us your hopscotch real quick?" I'd be like, "Fuck yes, give me some chalk." <laughs> yeah. Um, canoeing is another one. Okay, which I feel like funny. I kind of feel like he would not be very good at canoeing offhand. <laughs> um, I mean that would have come in handy on the boat if Nathan had decided to leave him. Like maybe there was mm-hmm. a canoe hanging off the side. I don't know. Um, running general and running long distance oh that's that's good some interesting notes i don't know why those are on this but maybe there's a scene where you got to do a lot of running 
Yeah. He apparently is good at synchronized swimming. Um, That's a difficult skill. Yeah. I wonder, like, how good you need to be to put this on here, too. Pretty good. The fact that, like, think about the situation you need to be in where you even do synchronized swimming once. Like, you have to truly seek that out. Okay. Dance ballet, dance ballroom, dance hip hop. So that's fun. Apparently, he's a singer. We didn't get to hear him sing, which is unfortunate. I feel like if Nathan knew he could sing, he would have pushed for that. I know. Nathan didn't have this handy-dandy sheet that I have, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, and the other interesting thing is he apparently is a whistler, and then it lists some accents that he can do. So I was just like, some of these things are so wild. Like, frisbees on here, golf, jump rope. Like, just every miscellaneous skill you could think of. I feel like that's very reminiscent of... And I know that this is for a talent agency, but this is what you do when you're trying to be an extra. Like you sure, just check yeah. off, like you'll get a really long list of things and you check off every single one. And so he probably didn't come up with these. There was like a really long list and he just checkmarked beside them. Yeah, apparently he does. He like was trained in improv too. So I feel like. He probably could have improvised his way out of that situation a little bit better. Said, like, oh, the, the doctor's appointment ended up getting canceled. You know, say something. We were, I was meeting the doctor for a movie. <laughs> I thought you were going to go for, like, an improv game, like, the Zip Zap Bop Ooh. or whatever game. Yeah. Nathan's like, why weren't you at your doctor's appointment? And he's like, Zip? Yes, and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's the hot dog stand. That's the episode, I guess. All of it. Yeah. So neither of them were fully completed ideas. Yes. Um, so that'll be hard to rank later on, but very entertaining. Yeah. Very entertaining episode. I mean, the memeability of the <laughs> hope you're hungry for nothing. Nothing. <laughs> sky high. All of our listeners who are on TikTok, please make that a trend. I don't know how, but find a way. Oh, yeah, we were considering making a TikTok account, but we are uh, not Gen Z. (laughs) So pray for us. (laughs) Yeah, we feel like olds, but if that's something you'd like to see, let us know. And Um, if you don't want to see it, maybe maybe also tell us. (laughs) Yeah. If you're like, you guys are Don't do this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of... Everything. Oh, and also, I feel like we have to mention that we're recording on Nathan's birthday. Happy birthday to our king. The king, not the king of Sting, but our king. Our king. Is he, like, is he the business prince? Like, what shall we call him? (laughs) If we have the king of Sting. Yeah, the guy who's always on our side. Ugh. You know, that's very comforting, and I haven't thought about that much. Thinking about, you know, there's always one person on your side. Yeah, and Nathan, he makes this for us. Yeah. (laughs) Specifically. Specifically just us, no one else. (laughs) Way after the fact. (laughs) He totally knew who we were. Yeah, he definitely appreciated me tagging him on Instagram in our birthday shout-out. Yeah, I'm sure he 100% saw it and appreciated that. I should send him photos of my cats. I think he (laughs) has cats. Probably. I think he has two cats, actually. I think that that comes up later, doesn't it? I think so. 
Well, please, if you have not done so already, we would love if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps people find the show and we like hearing from you. Or if you just want to talk to us and you have something that, you know, you want us to bring up, um, maybe you noticed something in the episode, please let us know because we are very lonely and (laughs) it's always nice to hear from people. I mean, the truth hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's mean, then don't tell us. Yeah, yeah. But it would still be entertaining. Actually, the most bizarre customer service interaction happened to me. Where a woman, so I run the company that I work for is Instagram. And this woman sent me the most hateful message. Not about us specifically, but I work for a brewery. So about like alcohol brands in general. And I wrote her back, like, a pretty lengthy reply, kind of, like, explaining our perspective because she wasn't happy that we were advertising alcohol, which we kind of have to. It's, like, our brand. And she ended up writing me an apology, being like, you know what? I didn't think about it that way. I'm really sorry. I made a mistake. I'm not a hateful person. I shouldn't have said that. And I was like, whoa. Someone apologized on the internet after being mean? Wow. (laughs) And then I got a message from someone telling me that they named their baby uh, Kensington after our company. And I was like, today is crazy. <laughs> it's such a weird two interactions to have within In a, row. a period of time. Yeah. I was like, whoa. And it was, ended up being two really positive things I wasn't expecting. Yeah. So tell me a crazy story in uh, your Apple podcast review. <laughs> yes. Um, if you'd like to name a baby after us. Ooh, I actually, like, really want other people to name their kids Megan. Like, normally if someone tells me that they're having a kid, I'm like, I have the perfect name for you. It is my name. I feel like there were so many Megans when we were growing up that now it's probably, like, a very underused name in young people, right? Gotta make Megan hip again. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I like the really, like, old lady-ish names. Like, I'm like, I want someone to name their new baby, like, Gertrude. Gail. Gail. Bonnie. Yeah. Like, oh, Bonnie's <laughs> bon. really cute. Bonnie, you I just see, bon a, bon. <laughs> I see a little baby wearing, like, giant glasses and coming out with gray hair. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how we got here, quite frankly. Why are we talking about baby names? Why not? Okay. This has been Kelly and Megan on your side. <laughs>